Broadcasting from Manhattan Beach and the World Wide Web, you're listening to chsrhealthylife.net. As a service to our listeners, this program is for general information and entertainment purposes only. chsrhealthylife.net does not recommend, endorse, or object to the views, products, or topics expressed or discussed by show hosts or their guests. We suggest you always consult with your own personal, medical, financial, or legal advisor. Welcome to the Truth of Us. My name is Brendan D. Murphy. This is where we unleash truth and freedom with no holds barred, no fear, and no limits. Come and evolve beyond the matrix with me and thrive, not just survive. This is a realm of empowering, uncommon awareness. This is my Truth of Us. Welcome to another episode of Truth Verse. I am your host, Brendan D. Murphy, and this week on Healthy Life Radio, I am joined by my friend William Hughes, who is a fellow Aussie, lives a couple hours north of me, and I brought him on this week because he is a German new medicine practitioner and has been doing it for about eight years now, and I wanted to dig into this subject with Will because... Obviously, if you've been following the episodes, it's a really great natural kind of progression from what we've been covering so far. We've covered, we've pulled apart germ theory, we've pulled apart the, the COVID scandemic, we've looked at all sorts of different angles on this whole thing and, and why it is that viruses and infectious pathogens and microbes are not the enemy and not what they're made out to be. And, and German New Medicine takes the mind-body understanding of health and illness to a whole other level. So we're going to dig into that with Will this week. I'll waste no further time. Will Hughes, thanks for being here and, and joining me to talk about it, mate. Thanks for having me, Brendan. It's been an absolute pleasure listening to all your other podcasts and uh, watching your other YouTube. So this is really great. It's an honour. Oh, thank you. It's fantastic to have you to have you on. And yeah, why don't we do a quick bit of background and bio on on who you are, where you've been, and what you've studied, so that people have a feel for where you're coming from here. Sure. So my my graduate degree, I, I graduated in '91 from the University of Central Queensland. It was known back then with a science degree. I, I, so a Bachelor of Applied Science is my formal education or the core of my formal education. Postgraduate, I did some modules with Melbourne University. I did epigenetics and with North Carolina's university in the US, I studied medical neuroscience as well. That's the core of my formal education. But the real thing that matters is the period of time, about nine years that I've been studying German new medicine. I found it, I think, in late 2010 uh, or early 2011. And I started studying it, and shortly thereafter, I managed to find an international uh, educator. I flew to Canada and and did some training there with John Theobald. And shortly thereafter, I, I started putting things into practice and immediately noticed results with others that I was working with, and that was fantastic. My motivation for studying this was my own situation at the time. I was looking for solutions for medical-type problems. Yeah, awesome. And that's, uh, I think, probably how most people come into it. And I know that's why I jumped into it and started 
uh, quite recently going into this world. So, yeah, I found it enormously helpful, uh, like you have, in understanding. Because for me, Will, the I've spent you know the last few years dealing with a lot of what would be called psychosomatic kind of stuff or psychogenic stuff in the body. And, and only in the last two, probably two and a half to two years, I got a, a very uh, good grip on the fact that what was going on in terms of symptoms was actually driven, um, by psychology. And it was not, there was nothing actually physical that was really behind it anymore. But I never got the, the detailed understanding and framework that GNM offers until okay. recently. So I'd like to just offer a few things there. We tend to avoid the term psychology. Cool. We, we would tend to use psyche. So Dr. Harmer was the, the doctor. He was the head internist at Tubingen Hospital in Munich many years ago. And he, what, uh, not that reductionist theory is useful for much, but he broke so a, a man or a woman down into the three components, uh, like a psyche, the brain, and the organ. So all of those things are interconnected. Mm. And in reality, there is no distinction. We are one. Yeah. That's holistic. But for the purposes of maybe doing analysis or understanding how things were all connecting, there was this, this triple break. So the closest we come to talking about psychology would be the human psyche. Yep. And, you know, what shapes us. And, and, um, talking about disease, we're, we're understanding disease is really the, the psyche. That's what's happening in the psyche. It's the disease, yep. which then can lead to the organ level disease, mm. as we tend to refer to it as. The, the driver behind all these things, as Dr. Harmer discovered, there were very specific drivers to cause change, induce change at the organ level. And he refers to these as conflicts. And they are biological conflicts. Another common mistake or another common theme that people discuss is emotional conflict. And as much as emotions might be involved in the process, uh, there, there could be an emotional response to a situation, it's a biological conflict at the foundation of the change. In, to elaborate, uh, a biological conflict would be something that threatens one's existence or one's status or one, one's position, for example, one's security. This could be, uh, in broader terms, thinking about a conflict. Uh, there's always a division. So there's one side that wants, there's one, you know, one part that doesn't. So there's a conflict between those two things. An example of that would be someone's touching me and I don't want that. Or I'm missing the touch of someone and can't get it. I desire, so you can see, you, you can look at these things from either side, but ultimately the way I see a conflict is it's internal. Yeah. So there's, a, there's an internal division. A, a part of you wants it, a part of you doesn't. That It's that kind of process that, that then inspires the body to form an adaptation to that stress. And that's where we see the organ level changes. Okay. Okay. So... Let's, let's back up and I want to circle back to this and we'll pick that thread up. So if we go back to the, you mentioned Dr. Harmer, let's go back to the very origin story of G, GNM. How did German new medicine actually come into existence through Dr. Harmer? Okay. Well, it's a big story and I hope I relate this well. I, I only have secondhand information, obviously, to, to work off, but I, I've got good sources on this now. As the, 
as a, a doctor in in Germany, he was also quite how do you put it? He was he was very intellectual, quite skilled, and he invented a number of devices for surgery for for medical use. And he had a number of royalty streams from patents from those. And he was able to uh, not retire, but he was able to volunteer his work at medical centres in Spain, so to work for free. So he moved his family, relocated to Spain. And when he did that, his son, Dirk, at the time was on a, a yacht in the Mediterranean, moored somewhere in Spain probably, uh, sad state of affairs. He, he was shot, not killed immediately, but he was shot asleep on the poop deck of a yacht. And the gentleman that actually shot him was the sacked Prince of Savoy, the, the sacked Italian family. So known arms dealer. Now, obviously it didn't go well for the Harmer family. It took three months for Dirk to pass. Eventually, during an amputation, I think he passed on in surgery. Now, Dr. Harmer and his wife had never really had a sick day in their life. They both medical, both medical school. That's I think that's how they met. And so, shortly thereafter, after the passing of Dirk, Dr. Harmer, I think it was within three months. And that's a significant timeline. But within three months of his son's passing, he developed testicular cancer. And his wife subsequently developed breast cancer. Now, to have two fairly serious medical complaints in the both of them, for, for people that were entirely healthy beforehand, the mental process kicks in and it's what's happened. And this is a period of, of enormous stress. There were... There was a trial for the Prince of Savoy and he appealed and there was two or three appeals total. Maybe it was three trials, three legal proceedings. And they progressively lost more and more of the evidence until eventually he was, it was, I think he was charged with possession of a firearm. That was it. Yeah. So you, you can imagine that the, the pressure applied to the Harmer family was enormous and over an extended period. And unfortunately, Dr. Harmer's wife passed away and he had his testicle that had been affected, he had it removed. That was the treatment at the time. But it prompted Dr. Harmer's thinking into this and he started talking to uh, patients. They moved back to Tubingen, I think, so back to Munich, and resumed his role there as the um, head internist. He started discussing what had happened in a bunch of patients' lives, and I think he actually started with, was it uterine or cervical cancer? I think it was one of those fields he started questioning, and he started putting things together, and eventually he presented his findings. So this is after the uterine cancer, starting to see patterns. He, he did research into breast cancer uh, as his wife had suffered it. So 2,000 patients he interviewed who had breast cancer. And it makes sense when I do the figures on it. He never published a correlation with less than 500 case studies per disease. Yes, you've got left breast and you've got right breast. So there's a 1,000 studies. (laughs) And then you've got glandular or you've got ductal, intraductal breast cancer. So there's another 
500 and 500. So 2,000 studies makes perfect sense. But when he produced his findings for the, what was it, the dean, it was like a research hospital. And uh, when he produced his findings, he was told, effectively, go away, we're looking for a pharmaceutical solution. <laughs> of course. <laughs> so, yeah. When, when you understand the work, really, the, it's one of those, it's a knowledge. German medicine is not a modality. It's a, it's a knowledge. It's a science. It's actually one of the most incredible, genuine, unbiased sciences there is. There was no funding for this. Mm. What, what I typically find is there's two, two types of folk. You might have, say, someone who's trained to be a doctor. The reason they might be doing that, it, it could be that they've lost someone in their life and they've suffered and they see others suffering and they'd like to help. Or they could have parents that are, you need to earn more money and you need to do this and you need to be that. So there's this dichotomy there that I see fairly clearly. And if any doctor answered that they would become a doctor for money, I'd be out that door faster than you can imagine. Lost my train of thought. No, that's, that's all good. So we've got this ama- amazing amount of like clinical research that he was, that Dr. Harmer was doing to put this together, making connections and correlations between the events of people's lives and the actual physical symptoms that they were manifesting. Yeah, the outcome. Yeah. I, I could speak about this from a, a scientific perspective. This is environmental stress. Yeah. So, so you could have a conflict outside yourself with someone or it could be just with part of your environment. That is that you need food and your environment is not providing food. That would inspire an adaptation to assist your survival. And this is what, what it, it, German new medicine is just understanding biology. This is how we would adapt to a situation where there was no food or a lack of food or a perceived lack of food. Then our liver would likely respond by growing more tissue. So the purpose of that would be to produce more digestive enzyme to extract more nutrition from the little available food. Mm. It makes perfect sense. But if you were to have a scan at the time this was going on, that would be called liver cancer. Yeah. Cancer is typically, people think of it as a growth. That's not always the case. There are some cancers that are ulcerative or necrotic type events. But, yeah, the liver growing to respond would be to assist you to get more out of less available food. When the environment changes and food is now in abundance or maybe in surplus, there's no requirement for that excess tissue. And you would know the body is an incredibly efficient thing. So that excess tissue not required, the body will simply switch it off. So this is known as apoptosis. So the tissue that was required and is no longer required now dies. So how would your body deal with having dead tissue inside it? That wouldn't be a healthy situation. At this point, we have a series of microbes that come active and they start excising that dead tissue. And this is a perfectly natural synergistic event. So uh, think of bacteria uh, as a billion microsurgeons. 
They're just going to work inside you for free. (laughs) (laughs) Unfortunately, with that comes some symptoms. And this is where people get focused. During the stress, if there's this environmental stress, your elevated adrenaline, cortisol, all the stress hormones naturally elevate. And if you know anything about those types of hormones, they induce different states like hyperactivity. So there's more activity, more alertness, more awareness. But also you might know that they use cortisone to treat pain and inflammation. So while those stress hormones are present, there's very rarely any detectable symptom. However, when we start repairing, when the environment changes to support us now, and we go through this repair process, then there are things like swelling, heat in the area, so redness, heat. Uh, We could have itching if it's a skin issue. There are many symptoms that are associated and bacterial. I... I don't use the word infection. That doesn't make sense. As much as you can transmit a microbe, it's not an infection. The concept there is a war mentality, that we're at war with our germs, we're at war with our environment, we have to control it. It's insane. The whole concept of an immune system is still a war mentality. I grant you immunity from being attacked. That's just rubbish. There's no attack to begin with, but this uh, this concept of immunity, I would be dismissing that and I would be saying, if anything, and these are the words that a mentor of mine gave me, there's more likely a support system. So you understanding how to support your support system would be advantageous. And this is why people get very focused on things like diet and sunlight and all those things, but Really, it is, it's almost like an environmental stimulus that uh, gives us the okay signal. Yeah. Just unmuting myself. <laughs> um, I was just going to say, so perception is, is really a kind of a key word here. It's a perception of environment, right? <clears throat> Excuse me. So there, there's two. You've got a literal conflict, a literal event happening in front of you, and that could be environmental, like I was saying, lack of food. So that would stimulate something to happen there. Now, you might also have a perceived lack of food. So so we've shifted from literal to figurative now. And this is something that humans do beautifully well. For an animal that's just been, so say an antelope that's just been chased by a a lion, while the stress is on, the stress is on. But uh, five minutes after that stress is over, that antelope will have its head down eating grass. Mm. uh, Now, humans... Not so much. You know, this is the guy in the car at the traffic lights banging on the steering wheel and yelling in his car. What's the stimulus for that? Yeah. So we're exceptionally good at dragging our baggage around. Mm. And so the perception of having nothing available in terms of nutrition is just as important as not having anything available in the way of nutrition. Mm. So, And it could be figurative in the sense that I, I don't know how I'm going to pay my credit card this week. So how do I put food on the table? Yeah. So, uh, again, a liver adaptation would fit there. So there would be a liver growth, you know, or diagnosed, if it was, as liver cancer. Yeah. Now, the other thing I should finish with that is that as those tissue are being deleted, 
So uh, they die off with apoptosis and then the bacteria become active and remove that. And one of the most common bacteria uh, would be TB, so tuberculin. Yep. Yeah, people have this misconception that it, tuberculin is something specific to the lungs. That's not true at all. In fact, if you have a look through research, you'll see uh, there's plenty of evidence of that. It's uh, something, some mycobacteria mimicking TB. That's what you'll see. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's it's not mimicking any of the this concept that these mycobacteria are smart enough to pretend to be something else. Yeah, like, yeah. It's, I, I, it's that sort of paranoid, sort of war paradigm. They're out to get us, you know, they're pretending to be something that they're not. It's that kind of you know, the, par- the neurotic mentality. I'm, well, I'm just going to, I'm going to have to take us to a break quickly, but hold that thought and let's come back and, and pick that thread up. Ladies and gents, this is Through the Verse with Brendan D. Murphy and our special guest, Will Hughes. We are on Healthy Life Radio back after this. Get ready to work smarter, not harder. Brendan D. Murphy's ebook, The Pocket Guide to Affiliate Marketing, does just that and shows you the possibilities of how to maximize profit to put in your pocket. The Pocket Guide to Affiliate Marketing shows you the ins and outs to discover how to leverage the system, tools, and automation to make passive income while you enjoy the lighter side of life. Get The Pocket Guide to Affiliate Marketing at brendandmurphy.com slash pocket. That's brendandmurphy.com slash pocket. You have too little time to shop, so try Farm Fresh to you. They deliver organic food the way nature intended, delivered straight to your home or office, economically. Visit our web advertiser page and click on Farm Fresh to you now. The Grand Illusion is the book that can prove consciousness is at the root of creation. It strips away the veil of materialism and heals the division between science and spirituality. It provides a new intelligent foundation and direction for civilization to take in the 21st century and beyond. Personally, get ready to go to your next level on multiple counts as The Grand Illusion by Brendan D. Murphy illuminates the truth so you can be part of the solution for a better, happier world. Get your copy now at brendandmurphy.com slash TGI. Audiobooks gives you instant access to over 50,000 of the best sellers and hottest book titles in romance, mystery, fiction, and many other genres. Just visit healthylife.net's advertiser page and click on audiobooks to get started. You have options. Even if the economy is down, you can help protect yourself with multiple revenue streams to help you through these fast-changing times and beyond. If you're serious about exploring your options, then head to brendandmurphy.com future to check out the free training session. You can start adapting your future and learn to set up a fully functional affiliate marketing ad campaign step-by-step. You can learn how to use social media to make a living. So start by going to brendandmurphy.com future. More exhilarating talk, HealthyLife.net. Welcome back to Truth Verse. I'm your host, Brendan D. Murphy, and Will Hughes joins us this week. Will, we were just mid-thought about tuberculosis, and I think you you wanted to finish that, that process. Yeah, with TB, it tends to be active on a particular layer, germ layer of tissue, which is endodermal tissue, tends to be more active in those layers. And it's when the, the growth 
has died, basically. Their TB comes active and starts excising that dead tissue. Now, interestingly, from observation, uh, they believe that for every cell that is grown, endodermal tissue is grown, there is a cell of TB growing at the same rate. So it's like one for one. Mm. The thing is that they're dormant and everyone should have TB. Everyone should have it. It's just inactive. It only becomes active at the, the, the time of apoptosis of the endodermal tissue. So now it switches on and goes to work excising that dead tissue. The other things with TB, when it's active, and you'll know if you've got active TB, and that this is nothing to be concerned about, it's doing its job, you will have a symptom that is fairly unique to TB, and that is night sweats. Yeah, you wake up in the middle of the night soaked, and I went through a year of that, and amazingly, I'm still alive. Yeah, yeah, it was, uh, I had a, a wonderful experience, uh, learning experience about that. I asked my mentor in, in a, a conference in Austria, could you help me understand what organ is being affected? Because it's a year now and I've got night sweats every year. And the next morning she comes into class and says, night sweats. <laughs> and then, and then, and I'm like, oh, thank you. So uh, she tells everyone, she explains to everyone that the the sweat gland itself is endodermal tissue Mm -hmm. and it responds to a feeling of being soiled. So a feeling of, I don't like this, I want this gone, I feel dirty. Waking up in a wet bed every night, that's feeling soiled. And And what was happening to me was I was getting triggered every night that I would have the sweat, which is part of the recovery process. Mm-hmm. So I'm having the sweat, waking up, feeling soiled, and starting the process around again, start going again. Yep. The gland, the sweat gland grows, the purpose of which is to produce more sweat to wash away the offending material. When the sweat is the offending material, that's a little harder, you know. But I committed that night when I, when I understood this finally, that was the organ, that was the tissue that was, that was causing the issue. I committed to being gentle on myself when I woke up with a sweat. That night I had a half a sweat and I, and I woke up and I just, I, it was middle of the night. I had a shower and toweled off and I went back and slept on the dry side of the bed. And that was the following night. I had virtually no sweat and had no more sweats after that. Yeah. So, yeah, no medication, no nothing, just understanding the process and understanding where my focus needed to be to take the stress out. So I removed the biological or I dealt with the biological conflict. And the conflict for me was waking up wet, feeling soiled. Yeah, yeah, that's so. That's uh, one of the most important or really interesting things about German new medicine to me is that there's that sort of double layered aspect of it. For example, the feeling of being soiled or the, con- the concept. Maybe we can talk about the concept of the devaluation side of things. Like you notice that there's this. Maybe you've got tinea on your foot. And, and then you get all, all you're like repulsed by it. You get all judgy about it. You're like, what's wrong with my foot? Why won't this go away? And then it gets worse. So there's that double laid aspect to it. Maybe we can talk about that. 
Yeah, what, so what you're, what you're alluding to is the, uh, it's called a hanging healing. Okay. And that is that, um, your focus on the symptom, because you don't really understand what the symptom is about. Normally it is a, a symptom associated with a repair process. That's the noticeable phase. It's repair, not the actual stress phase. Mm. Uh, to put that in perspective, imagine having a workload, a phenomenal workload, and you, you've got a holiday coming up and you get out of work. And it's the day you arrive at your holiday destination, you're sick. That's the pattern. Yeah. Or it's a gym workout. That's the stress. The next day you're suffering. That's the recovery. You know, th- this is what people don't seem to be able to grasp, yeah. that there's two phases to every disease. Sorry, I just lost my train again. There was yeah. a bigger question. Yeah, I started on the devaluation thing and because of the ah, yeah. double-layered aspect of like you get the symptom but then yeah. you can make it worse kind of thing, like you were talking about with the sweats. Yes, specifically to what you just said there, the devaluation is a great one for getting stuck in. And this is what we call arthritis is actually a a hanging healing of a devaluation. So when the devaluation occurs, and that is, for me to boil that down for you, this is a sense of not enough, not being enough. So it could be in, there are very specific areas for this as well. You could feel intellectually not enough, and that would typically affect the neck. You could feel not enough as a partner to someone, which would affect a shoulder. Or you could feel not enough as their mother or not enough as their child. That would affect the other shoulder. So there's a laterality to be uh, considered here with, with this, that, this particular conflict. But what happens is while we are feeling not enough, there's a degenerative process going on and it can be as light as fat tissue. So as in the intensity of the conflict determines the material that is being degenerated. I don't even really like that word degenerated, but let's say a really light one would be someone criticizing themselves about their weight or their fat content. Now, that will set up a necrosis, a pocket necrosis in the fat tissue because that's where the focus is going. So pocket necrosis in fat tissue is what we call cellulite. Hmm. It's the pattern of the fat. Yeah. I've seen women who are larger, they're carrying a little bit of fat, uh, little bit of fat tissue, but they don't have cellulite. Yeah. And then I've seen other women that are not really carrying so much fat, but they've got cellulite. And this is why it's an active process going on up here. When it's a deep-seated conflict or when it's an intense, a more intense conflict, then that could go as deep as bone. And this is where we see erosion of bone. And, uh, again, a a good point here is that's the active phase of the devaluation, so a fairly intense devaluation. It's, if you like, it's making the bone porous. So... Osteo, bone, porous, osteoporosis, the silent disease. Of course, it's silent because that's the stress phase. However, when when you get over the devaluation and the repair process begins, along with that comes swelling. Swelling tends to put pressure on nerves and induce pain. And this dull, horrible, aching pain of arthritis is the repair process for the bone. If that makes sense, now an individual who's recovered from the initial conflict of feeling unworthy, 
Now they get a secondary conflict because they don't understand the pain and they don't understand the symptoms. They're looking at the pain going, I'm no good in this area. This is broken. This is not working and this is painful and there's something wrong with me. Yeah, yeah. Again, not enough. So now they've got a secondary conflict. And if they keep focusing on that symptom, the likelihood of them being stuck in that symptom is quite high. Okay, I want to remember this. We're going to go to a quick break, Will. Ladies and gents, this is Will Hughes guesting this week on Truthverse. And we are on Healthy Life Radio. Don't go away. We'll be right back. There's a master class in self-evolution called Evolve Yourself. It helps you become the best version of yourself and even goes beyond your expectations. Once activated, Evolve Yourself continues to guide and mold you on your path towards enlightenment automatically. Like it's on autopilot. Imagine spiritual growth and healing as you are made aware of a simple method to trigger a massive mind-body-spirit upgrade. It's easy to begin your transformation process. Watch the free online master class at EvolveYourself.live. Evolve Yourself. Live. For the best in business class travel, count on Cheapo Air. Cheapo Air has the best price guarantee, 24-7 customer service, and easy booking online or by phone. To experience your hassle-free journey, start by going to HealthyLife.net's advertiser page and click on Cheapo Air. Looking for an online business? Well, look no further. On brendandmurphy.com, you can join the Affiliate Institute. You'll get the skill set and core tools you need to help you be a successful online entrepreneur. It's taught by some of the best people in the business like Cameron George. But what's even better? You can earn as you learn. Only the Affiliate Institute teaches you what to do and provides you amazing high-ticket offers that you can immediately sell. So start your online business today by going to brendandmurphy.com slash playbook. Constant Contact and your small business make a perfect fit for marketing. They give you what you need to succeed. Fast and easy email marketing at your fingertips. Visit the HealthyLife.net advertiser page and click on Constant Contact to start your marketing. Have you heard about electrolyzed water? You know water is the foundation of life, and in these times you want to keep your immune system strong and robust. That's where electrolyzed water may help. It's hydrogen-rich with lots of antioxidants, so it may help you stay hydrated, maintain great health, and boost your energy, too. This technology is made by an industry-leading Japanese company that has been going strong for 45 years. Change your water, change your life at brendandmurphy.com slash kangen, spelt K-A-N-G-E-N. You're listening to CHSR Real Radio on the web. Alrighty, welcome back to Truthverse. We are on Healthy Life Radio. This week our guest is William Hughes, GNM practitioner, and we're talking about Germany medicine, the mind-body thing, but we want to specifically hone in right now on tracks, Will. Yeah, just regarding that, that issue with ongoing processes, like ongoing repair, in that term, arthritis, there's also things that can trigger the original conflict. So let's say we received a devaluing experience via a partner and we took it on. So it's now it's a self-devaluation. We've taken on our partner said, you're not smart enough to deal with that or whatever. And that's prompted an issue, a degeneration of the tissue in the neck. 
and being coming from a partner, it will be on one side of the body, a specific side of the body, the dominant side of your body. And we have a, a test we do to determine that. Now, let's say that partner is gone. They've moved away. They've left. But uh, you're still experiencing or you go into the repair phase. So there's a pain in the neck and it, it, it might get okay at times and then it'll come back on. So the, what we look at is what's the reminder? What's the reminder of the intellectual self-devaluation? And I've, I've said this many times. It could be as simple as just having your ex's photo on the mantelpiece by the front door. So even in your periphery, Mm. your peripheral vision you see their face and you're reminded that you're stupid and and that is all it needs to keep these programs alive and it's interesting to continue that line of thought when we have the original events happening the subconscious mind perceives millions of bits of, of data per second much more than the conscious mind so it's always aware of everything that's going on. And so it's constantly an event happens or a trauma happens, and then it takes a snapshot of, of that moment in time. And that's where it, what, what you, you described that beautifully, 40 million bits of information, and uh, there's a snapshot. And it's, it's like we become a high-bandwidth data recorder at that initial stress event. This is why people under hypnosis can recall license plates of cars that were involved in an accident, things like that, because there's an awful lot of data, but we just distill it down to, I think it's about seven to nine bits of information. Now, all those finer bits of data can get stored unconsciously. It could be conscious at first and then become unconscious. And over a period of time, we can let that go as well, which could wind up in you completely resolving the problem. It's why we heal. The um, details of that event have no relevance anymore. And so there's no track, there's no access to get back to the original event, if you like. Yeah. Yeah, you just need one of those details. So, for instance, someone who maybe they've been suffering panic attacks for a while, then they're through it. But every time they hear the screech of brakes, they have a panic attack. Now, now, if the original event was a car accident that involved screeching brakes, it makes perfect sense. Mm. Now, but it could be, even I had a track with my home phone. It's all unplugged now. But when I was going through, my one of my initial problems was thrombocytopenia. I had no blood platelets, or very few. In fact, the count went down to one at one point. And the actual phone ringing was a track. And the reason that was, because very few people used my home phone number, except the doctors. Uh And they would call me and prompt me to come in and get another test. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, every time I heard the phone, it was this, (gasps) this anxiety and this stress, which put me back into worrying about my blood. And if you look into German new medicine, you'll see that thrombocytopenia is associated with the biological conflict of a blood worry. So actually worrying about your blood induces it. Yeah. So and yeah, my, my blood count went down and down and down, and the way I dealt with it was to leave the country for three months where I couldn't be contacted. Wow, yeah, beautiful. Desperate yeah, time. I went, I went from a count of one when I left to a count of 89 when I returned three months later. Okay, okay. So... I like this, like the power of suggestion is where we're, we're going with this. And we've got this whole medical system that's in a way designed, I think mostly unconsciously designed to, to 
it's it's essentially it's a fear based benefit. So the whole thing is fear based. And, and can, I, can I share something yeah, with you? Please, you, you please, on yes. something. Uh, yeah, so what you're alluding to here is, I think, nocebo. Nocebo, exactly. <laughs> yeah, so we know placebo. Now, nocebo is the antithesis. It's in Australian terminology, pointing the bone. Yeah. The indigenous cultures would point the bone whoever they uh, felt needed excising from the pack, yeah. and they would go away and die. But strangely, it didn't work on the white folk. Yeah. It's a cultural thing. So uh, my other term for nocebo is doctor's friend. <laughs> I think that's very apropos. <laughs> Bit tongue-in-cheek. Sorry, I, I interjected there. No, no, but that's the, that's what we're talking about. Like this whole thing, we've just, we're still in the midst of this fear porn pandemic, this putting it into people's heads that they should be afraid, constantly afraid. Problem, reaction, solution. Yeah. You know, so they present you with the problem. That's the fear. So here's the problem. So it's like they sell you the problem for free Mm. and then they get your reaction and then they sell you for money the solution. It's This is just everywhere. And this sort of takes me to uh, product and I have a real um, distaste for product. So um, right down to food, everyone's selling superfoods. Every food is a superfood. It's food you just need food whether it's this berry or that berry or whatever and even friends of mine who engaged the csiro many years ago with their product which was strawberries and the csiro the whoever it was they were talking to said just bring your product in we'll run a bunch of tests on it we'll find something that's in high quantity and then yours will have the most of this and you'll just you'll be able to market that with a csiro badge on it <laughs> too easy yeah you know and it's just eat eat broadly enjoy you know but partake of food and partake of everything that comes with that and that society as well traditionally food and sharing is, is a common practice and i have said this in, in uh what people don't get enough of these days is go share that coffee with a friend yeah. and talk really talk don't talk about politics or blah 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 whatever talk about what's going on in your life and what you've experienced and how you framed it and what that means to you or or, and it could be something recent but it could be something from history but talk you know that's the cheapest form of therapy there is yeah problem shared is a problem halved right (laughs) four dollars fifty for a coffee (laughs) <laughs> Bargain. Best therapy money ever spent. With Will, I'm just going to take us to a quick break. Ladies and gents, this is Will Hughes, our special guest this week, talking about German New Medicine on Truthiverse with Brenda D. Murphy. We'll be back after this break on Healthy Life Radio. Don't go away. You can help reset and optimize your metabolism and help turn your fat into fuel. Want something that can help you do just that? In just 10 days? Then you need to try the 10-Day Ketone Challenge. It may even trigger cell repair and regeneration that may help to slow down the aging process. With the 10-Day Ketone Challenge, there's no meal planning or long-term commitments. Go to brendandmurphy.com slash challenge and jump right in. brendandmurphy.com slash challenge. If you want USA and worldwide car rentals, choose rentacar.com. Free cancellations on most bookings, no hidden charges. They are trusted by over 4 million customers. Visit our advertiser page and click on the rent-a-car banner. 
The Truth and Nothing But The Truth, but it's spelled T-R-O-O-T-H. Truth is a new social media network that elucidates the censored information that Facebook and search engines have suppressed and don't want you to see. Created by Brendan D. Murphy, it's a platform run by truth seekers for truth seekers, a place where freedom of speech is protected as the highest value. Connect with a community of fellow truth seekers. Visit brendandmurphy.com slash truth. Truth can set you free. It's spelt T-R-O-O-T-H. This is Jack Maher from the band Feed the Kitty. It's important to support the artists you love, and you can do that and get something authentic for yourself. Rock.com has the most coveted, licensed merchandise of music, culture, and entertainment. So go to the advertiser page and click on Rock.com now. Get ready to work smarter, not harder. Brendan D. Murphy's ebook, The Pocket Guide to Affiliate Marketing, does just that and shows you the possibilities of how to maximize profit to put in your pocket. The Pocket Guide to Affiliate Marketing shows you the ins and outs to discover how to leverage the system, tools, and automation to make passive income while you enjoy the lighter side of life. Get The Pocket Guide to Affiliate Marketing at brendandmurphy.com slash pocket. That's brendandmurphy.com slash pocket. HealthyLife.net, where positive overcomes negative. Welcome back to Truth Verse with Brendan D. Murphy and Will Hughes this week. We're talking German new medicine, and let's talk about two different kinds of doctors, Will. This is an understanding that was given to me years ago. I've got a few friends of mine who are PhDs, so they're a doctor of philosophy. Now, that type of doctor, they often get involved in research and education, but a PhD is someone that has had a group of their peers examine their work and say, you know how to think, and here's your PhD, here's your doctorate. A medical doctor is not that. A medical doctor is someone that studies seven years and at the end of it they're presented with a license and it's an honorary doctorate. So they're addressed as doctor, but it's honorary. Now the problem with this is that at any point the society which gave you the doctorate can withdraw it. And that happens the moment you step outside of their policies. So this is why medical doctors are endangered by this understanding and and they they don't like following it. And there's many cases, there were hundreds of doctors in Europe in the 90s that had followed and been educated by Dr. Harmer. Now, they arrested him for some dubious things, but he was imprisoned for, I think, 15 months. And the doctors that were utilising his understanding were summoned and threatened, and they would lose their licence. So Dr. Harmer's licence was revoked. And, yeah, then these other medical doctors, they were threatened as well. If you continue to practise outside our guidelines then you will have your licenses revoked also. And you have to consider the cost. It's something like half a million US, I think, to become a doctor, I think, in, in the US. So uh, you're from a very young age normally, um, these people are on a treadmill. So the, the yep. moment you get out of university, you've got a lump of a half a million dollars to repay somehow. 
Now, how do you do that without your license? Because you can't practice. Yeah. Yeah, this is a good understanding. There are two types of doctors. Don't get them, don't get them mixed up. And even a PhD, if their income is dependent upon what they are teaching, and that could be orthodox work, if they challenge the orthodoxy again, they don't get their doctorate removed, but they certainly get relegated to the the far reaches of campus and they're not even allowed to organize the campus picnic anymore. Mm. That's the kind of that's the kind of pressure that these folk deal with. So don't step yeah. out of the the policy that yeah. it restricts things. So I'm not a doctor, but yeah, I've got no real fear of losing anything and it's a little saying of mine. It's if you're, you're looking to buy a used car, do you ask the car salesman which one is right for you? Yeah. You know, if you don't think there's any subterfuge or, or product confusion or anything in, in the market, uh, you've probably either never bought a car or sold a house. Mm. <laughs> it's mm. like the industry, the best people to ask about an industry, can we let that, can you hear that? Oh, no, you're right. You can keep going. So uh, if you want to know anything about an industry, ask someone who used to work in it. I wouldn't ask people who are employed by it because obviously their income and how they put food on the table is jeopardised by speaking out against it or giving you a, a dose of reality regarding it. So um, that kind of brings us to product. Yeah. And my feelings on product. I'm, I'm personally, I'm very anti-product. There are some products that are beneficial. Don't get me wrong. And I would give anything consideration. But uh, with GNM, when you understand biology and how it is functioning, this is observational science. You can see the effects that things have and things are likely to have. Products that are stimulants are going to tend to push those, that sort of stress hormone level up. And what happens when those stress hormones get pushed up, your symptoms tend to abate. So even an aspirin is, is a, it's a stimulant type product. So it affects the sympathetic nervous system. It activates the sympathetic nervous system. Whereas the parasympathetic, which is all about repair, relaxation, hunger, sleeping, you know, that's a relaxant. That's a type of relaxant. So even in herbal, you've got to look at is this something that's going to stimulate my parasympathetic or something that's going to stimulate my sympathetic nervous system. Now, simulating the sympathetic nervous system, it can give you relief from severe symptoms. And that, that can be beneficial too. Just to have a break from a, a, a level of pain can be advantageous just to help with someone's state. So their state of their psyche. Most things, though, I see these days, uh, especially in the uh, nutritional world or in the health world in general, people have this incredible focus on nutrition. Yeah, nutrition is nutrition. Just eat. You know, ha- have everything in in moderation, including moderation itself. <laughs> you know, enjoy. It's, it's you know, so everything in moderation, including moderation itself, is probably the best advice I've ever had from a general practitioner, a mm. doctor. Mm. I think it's interesting that we have this that fixation. I think part of the reason we have the fixation <clears throat> on nutrition that we do is because it, we we see all the disease all around us, like all this disease symptom around us, but we and we all instinctively know that we don't know why we still have it, even though 
we're like doing everything we can, but it's not stopping all the symptoms. So we become even more hardcore and we're looking for the next hack and the, the next superfood. Can I give you a recent insight? Please. I've struggled for quite some time with mouth ulcerations and uh, including on the tongue, which is really quite sensitive and, and really frustrating. And I, I had to think back to 10 years ago, a decade or more ago is when it began. I, I was thinking back to about 15 or 20 years ago and I was in the forecourt of a fuel station filling my car and thinking what a wonderful position I'm in. I don't have to be concerned about how I'm going to pay for this fuel. I know that money is there. It's saved, it's put aside, and I'll be able to feed myself. I used to do this with uh, real regularity, was just appreciate where I'm at, the position I'm in. And only a few weekends ago, I was in quite a bit of pain in my mouth, and, and I was I was considering what's the difference between now and 15 years ago when I was in great shape and in great position. And I thought to myself, I'm spending all my day thinking about the symptom, the mm. pain, and what was the conflict that caused it. And I might never find that. I might never remember that conflict. And then I, I took that step back, and a few people have prompted me to do this in different ways, but I took that step back and I just thought, what's missing? And I, I just had this epiphany it's like the appreciation in my life and i started at that very moment i started appreciating everything that was around me appreciating the sky appreciating that i was able to drive again that i i could do these things i was able to visit i was able to afford food and all of that and i started appreciating it and i would say within a minute the, the pain changed in my mouth and eased dramatically. And uh, we're about a week or so on from that point now, and I can speak without sounding like a hedge loth. <laughs> yeah. So, so, yeah, it's really, it can be quite simple, but changing your your thinking, yeah, it's just changing your thinking, and that's all it was. My focus was so uh, ingrained on the, the symptom, around the symptom that, Breaking that pattern was important. It was an important step forward. Absolutely. Will, I'm just going to have to take us to a quick break, mate. Uh, we will be right back after this, ladies and gents, with Will Hughes on Truthiverse. Don't go away. All right. Welcome back to Truthiverse. We're wrapping up here with William Hughes on the subject of German new medicine here on Healthy Life Radio. Will, what are your parting words for the audience? What do they need to hear? Okay. To contact me, my website is williamhughesgnm.com. If you're interested in progressing, I do, I do teach. I've got, uh, five modules currently running. I'm up to module three at the moment and I'm developing module six, which is how I practice. The other resource I'd like to steer people towards is learninggnm.com. So that's two G's, uh, learninggnm.com. And that is the most thorough resource, and it's free online that you'll find anywhere. There is also paid material on it. There are free videos, about eight hours of free video, and there's about 19 hours of paid video tuition work as well. So uh, I would highly recommend that website as well. Uh, take note of that one. 
Beautiful. Awesome. Will, thank you so much for taking the time to share your knowledge and your experience on this subject. It is vast. We could talk for a couple more hours on it easily, but um, we might have to do a, a separate show. But again, mate, thank you for joining us here on Truthiverse. Thank you for having me. It's been a real pleasure. Beautiful. Ladies and gents, that was Will Hughes and Brendan D. Murphy on Truthiverse. On Healthy Life Radio, we will see you next episode. The truth and nothing but the truth, but it's spelled T-R-O-O-T-H. Truth is a new social media network that elucidates the censored information that Facebook and search engines have suppressed and don't want you to see. Created by Brendan D. Murphy, it's a platform run by truth seekers for truth seekers, a place where freedom of speech is protected as the highest value. Connect with a community of fellow truth seekers. Visit brendandmurphy.com slash truth. Truth can set you free. It's spelt T-R-O-O-T-H. You have too little time to shop, so try Farm Fresh to you. They deliver organic food the way nature intended, delivered straight to your home or office, economically. Visit our web advertiser page and click on Farm Fresh to you now. Have you heard about electrolyzed water? You know water is the foundation of life, and in these times you want to keep your immune system strong and robust. That's where electrolyzed water may help. It's hydrogen-rich with lots of antioxidants, so it may help you stay hydrated, maintain great health, and boost your energy, too. This technology is made by an industry-leading Japanese company that has been going strong for 45 years. Change your water, change your life at brendandmurphy.com slash kangen, spelt K-A-N-G-E-N. Roku is like having your own video library with over 300,000 choices. And it's the best way to get Netflix, Amazon, Hulu, and so much more. There's a Roku player for every budget. So go to HealthyLife.net's advertiser page and click on the Roku banner. You can help reset and optimize your metabolism and help turn your fat into fuel. Want something that can help you do just that in just 10 days? Then you need to try the 10-Day Ketone Challenge. It may even trigger cell repair and regeneration that may help to slow down the aging process. With the 10-Day Ketone Challenge, there's no meal planning or long-term commitments. Go to brendandmurphy.com slash challenge and jump right in. brendandmurphy.com slash challenge. Eclectic talk with a positive twist. HealthyLife.net.